We are dealing with the revelation of Jesus Christ, Christ revealed in his church. The church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all and in all. And what we're seeking is that he that's in us would be defined by the Spirit, would be made known by the Spirit, and would be expressed in our hearts by the Spirit of God. We want to see Him. We want to hear Him. We want to know Him. That's the heart. It should be the heart of every believer. I want to stress a couple things. First off, he is in you. I'm not talking about someone far away when I talk about Christ being revealed. I'm talking about the one who now dwells in you. If, if in fact, you have received the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus is in you. So I'm talking about the present Christ, the one dwelling within his body. And this one is made known to us by the Spirit of God. In I wrote a, wrote a note I want to read to you, and then we're going to continue on in where we were last week, dealing with Christ, the power of God, Christ exalted. And I want to say this to you, the teacher is the Spirit of God. We are taught by God's Spirit. I know nothing unless the Spirit of God teaches me. I do not see it clearly. I do not understand it clearly. Although I may read, although I may study, although I may dig in the Word of God, and, and I actually suggest we do that. But who teaches us Christ is the Spirit. That's who teaches us. That's who shows us the Lord. So, the Spirit takes what Jesus said, recorded in the gospel, and declares them to us in the person of Christ. And I want to stress this. We are in a relationship with a person. We're not in a relationship with the teaching. And you could actually call that not I, but Christ, which Paul deals with in Galatians 2. What I mean by that is a teaching would be something you and I just could come into, could just agree with, could just, you know, share, because we we believe the same teaching, we believe the same idea of Christ, and we could set up all kinds of teaching of him. But what we are involved with is a person, and our declaration needs to come from the person, and it comes from the person as he's revealed, as he's made known by the Spirit of God. As we search the Scriptures, and the Spirit of God makes him real, he makes him real in the Scriptures. We see him in the light of the Scripture, but then we see him by the Spirit of God in the reality of his person in us, and that's what I want to share with you, and that's what I pray that the Spirit of the Lord shares with both you and I, the reality 
of the person who dwells in us, as Paul said. And I quoted this last week, when it pleased God to separate me from my mother's womb and call me by his grace to reveal his son in me. And notice again, Paul didn't say the teaching about the son, the doctrine of the son. He said God revealed his son in him, the person of the son. So Paul began to see Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God and declare him. And, and, that, and I believe that was Paul's ongoing relationship, the Spirit of God revealing Christ and Paul declaring him that is seen or was seen. And this is what I want to capture our hearts. Now, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, where we were last week, we, we ended there last week. And I just want to refresh our minds in this. Christ, the power of God, and Christ, the wisdom of God. Verse Chapter 1, verse 24, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And Paul had said right before that, we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God. What, what is he the power of? What is the power of God? How is he power? That's, that's the question. How is he power? He's the power of an endless life. Yes, he's the power of an endless life. Now, this word power is the same word, and I mentioned this last week, dunamis, where, where Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And inside of many teachings, charismatic teachings, the whole emphasis of this is that we now have power to heal the sick, to perform miracles, to do great works of Christ. And, and I'm okay with the Spirit of God moving in us and doing miracles, doing signs and wonders. I said this last week. I'm okay with that. I believe in that. I believe God heals. I believe he has the ability to do all things. So I believe that the gifts of the Spirit are real. And I, and I, and I want to emphasize that they are the gifts of the Spirit. They're not the gifts of men. So they operate as the Spirit allows or as the Spirit works in us. But getting back to this statement, Christ, the power of God, the dunamis of God, and we receiving power, now, this power we receive is the power of an endless life, the power of Christ. We come from death to life in him. Now, this is power because there was nothing else that could bring me out of death and nothing else that could take me into life but Jesus Christ. That's it. To the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But the cross, Christ crucified, takes me out of an old creation, makes me dead to it, and brings me into a new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So he is the power of God. He is the only one who could come out of heaven, come into the earth, and destroy the works of Satan, destroy the power of death, and bring us into life. Now, that's the power of God. That's the power of God. And not only bring us into life, fill us with himself. Transform our soul, transform our minds, and make, make us understand that we're in him, that we're not in the old creation, but we're in him, that we're not in darkness, we're not in death, we're not in all that that pertains to the first creation, but we're in that which pertains to him. That's power, folks. That is power. That's the dunamis power of God that moves us from the one man, Adam, the Adamic man, the Adamic nature, the Adamic character, into Christ, into God. That's power. That's power. So, so I want us to look at this when we associate the power coming upon us as the power of Christ, as the power of the cross that translates us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. I want us to consider how great this power is that has, that has filled our soul. I really do. I want us to consider this in the view of the Lord Jesus Christ. He hath translated us, he has moved us from death, from the clutches of death, to that which is him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. So, in view of this, let's turn over to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. And look down toward the end. Let me find the scripture, the verse. Verse 17, let's just start there. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Notice this, John saw him. He saw the Lord. And when he saw the Lord, he fell at his feet as dead. I mean, that's power. <laughs> I guess that's going to be the theme here, the power of God, Christ, the power of God. So he fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore and have the keys of hell and death. So the key of hell, the abode of the dead, and death is in his hand. Is in his hand. He has the power to take us out to open the door here, because he has the key, and take us out of hell and death 
and bring us into this I am he that liveth. Not only does he have the power to do that, that's what he has done. Jesus says to Martha, I am he that believeth on me shall never die when he declares, I am the resurrection and the life. He goes on to declare, he that believes in me, though he should die, yet shall he live. And he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. So Jesus has destroyed the works of, this, of the devil. A lot of Christians do not know this. He's destroyed the power of death. And in him is life, peace, and safety. I mean, I mean that the statement Paul makes in Colossians, you are complete in him. You are complete in him. That's where you are. If you've received him, you're in it. And he's in you. And you are complete in him because he has all power. Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2. And then we're going to turn back to Isaiah 6. So Hebrews 2, and we want to go down to verse, says, verse 14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. Look at this. That is the devil. So he might destroy him that hath the power of death. That is the devil. And this word power is not dunamis, but, but it means dominion of death. So the dominion, the power over our soul, over our heart, was Satan. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took on him, not took on him. He took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Where? For in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, and to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. So, so here we have Christ making reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able... to secure them that are tempted. So he's able to secure us who are tempted. Anyway, he, he took on him flesh and blood that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. So through death he destroyed him that had the power of death, that is the devil, he destroyed the devil's work. He destroyed the devil's hold on you. He destroyed his dominion. That's what he did. That's what he's already done. 
And many Christians don't understand this, and they, they believe that they're still in a warfare with the devil. Well, if I see the Lord high and lifted up, as Isaiah did, whose train fills the temple, then, then I may come to an understanding that he himself has defeated the enemy. The enemy doesn't have power over me. The enemy doesn't have dominion over me because Christ is in me, and I'm in Christ. Listen to that, folks. We are in Christ. So, so the enemy does not have authority over us. We're not under the authority of the enemy. I, I quoted the scripture in Colossians. He have translate us out of the kingdom of darkness. That was Satan's kingdom. And into the kingdom of God's dear son, which kingdom has no end, who has all power and authority, who has, John said, the seven spirits of God in Revelation chapter 5. So, so, I want us to really see this, that he destroyed the power, the dominion of death. That's what he destroyed, the dominion of death that was over your soul and has brought you out of his clutches and delivered you to himself to fill us with himself. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. So Isaiah 6, Isaiah 6, got so much going through my heart right now. Isaiah chapter 6, and Isaiah sees the Lord, and he sees him in a very particular way. He sees him high and lifted up. It says in the year, verse 1, that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting up on a throne. And you'd have to go back and study King Uzziah to see what that pertained to. Because Uzziah was a leper. And when he died, and I believe that pertains to the old man, the, the, the authority, the king, the king died. King Uzziah. We just read it in Hebrews, the dominion of Satan. When King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And that word high means to be high or exalted. I said this about Jesus last week. Jesus wasn't just raised from the dead. He ascended into the throne of God. He's exalted to the right hand of God, to the power of God. So here, Uzziah died. And Isaiah says, I saw the Lord 
upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face. And with twain, he covered his feet. And with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I love this. When Isaiah sees the Lord, he doesn't declare how great Isaiah is. <laughs> the effect of the appearing of the Lord is, is the opposite. Isaiah falls, so to speak, at his feet like John. So to speak, Isaiah cries, I am undone. I am undone in the seeing of the Lord. I believe Isaiah sees himself. Same thing with the Apostle Paul in the, in the in the book of Romans, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? Who shall deliver me from this body of death? Who shall bring me forth from the dominion of darkness, you could say? Who, who can do that? Who can do that? I can't bring myself forth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. But thanks be unto God, Paul writes, who hath delivered us through Jesus Christ our Lord. And here, and here Isaiah goes on in verse 6 here. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he laid it up on my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Anyway, Isaiah sees Christ, sees the Lord, and he says, I'm undone of himself. But then the seraphim, brings a coal off the altar. Why did the altar change him? I said, why did the altar change that? Why did the coal from the altar change that? The coal from the altar, the fire from the altar, you could say, touched his lip. And the declaration is, your iniquity is taken away and your sins purged. So that dominion is removed. We preach Christ crucified. <laughs> Christ, the power of God. There's where the iniquity is taken away and the sin is purged. In him. In him. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train, this word train, that fills the temple is, is a powerful word, skirt of a robe. His robe, his clothing, 
fills the temple. Consider that with me. His clothing, I believe on the Mount of Transfiguration, they saw him clothed in light. I believe so. His, his clothing became as sparkling light, as white light. His face shined as the sun, and his clothing became as light. Now, now here, the, the train fills the temple. You are the temple of the living God. He fills you with his clothing. He clothes us with himself. We've got to understand this. Christ is in us. He has clothed us with himself. Yes, he has. He has put on us himself. Paul writes, put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. And, and, I, and I believe sometimes we only see it as the works of the flesh, but but even the flesh understanding, the natural understanding, make no provision. Don't give it place for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. You're dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. That's the truth by the power of God. That's the truth. So, so we're not going to make provision for the understanding that we're still in the old man. We're not going to give it place. We're not going to give place to the devil because the dominion of darkness has been taken away. He is the power of God. And the power of God, the dunamis power, is in us. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4 says, verse Seven. But every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. That's where we come. So we come to the measure of the stature of his fullness. <laughs> now, that's far beyond what a lot of Christians ever consider. That as a believer, I've received his fullness. You and I have received, of his fullness we have received, John writes, in grace under grace. When did I receive that? When I received him. When I received him, I received of his fullness. 
So the Holy Spirit that has come is to guide me into his fullness. See, he that descended into the lower parts of the earth, he that died on the cross, ascended, ascended on high, and gave gifts unto men, it says, but but now that he ascended, what is it? But he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended, same that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. Just like Isaiah sees, his train, his robe, his clothing fills the temple. Fills the temple. Christ ascended that he might feel all things. All things, what all things? Doesn't mean he's going to fill every tree. Doesn't mean he's going to fill every shrub. No, he fills all things to the church. That is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So he feels all things in you and I. Think, just, just consider him filling us. Now, we were filled in the old creation with darkness. That's what we were filled with. We had no understanding of God. We had no realization or reality of God. We were filled with darkness. Now that we have received Christ Jesus the Lord, we are filled with him. We are filled with him. That's what we're filled with. So, so, so the power of God has moved us out of darkness into light and understanding of Christ. And this is what the Holy Spirit teaches us, is him, is him. <laughs> he that ascended upon high, Acts 2, we read last week, he that, he that ascended upon high, exalted by the right hand of God, or exalted to the right hand of God, or is the right hand of God, the power of God, has shed forth this, which you now see in here, which was the Spirit of God. That's, you, you know, from the day of Pentecost, he shed forth the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God what does the Spirit of God do? Jesus, and we've read it week after week after week in John 16, he takes of Christ, he takes of Christ, and shows that unto you. That's what he does. He shall take of mine, Jesus says, and show it. He shall take me and show me to you. So now we see that of Jesus, or we see Jesus, who was made lower to fill our hearts and ascended on high to fill our hearts with himself. 
And so he ascended on high. He's in the authority, the power, the spirit of God. And he has filled our hearts with himself. Not that our hearts would just say, well, Christ is in me, but would come to the knowledge of him that is in you. He's righteous. He's righteous. So I would come to the knowledge that I'm dwelling in his righteousness. I would come to the understanding that, that I'm dwelling in his victory. That what he defeated, what he overcome, is now bestowed upon us. We have received that of him. Now, honey, that's great grace. We're, we're receiving something we didn't do. We're receiving something we couldn't accomplish. That's, that's our salvation. That's great grace. That, that that he has done, that that he has completed, is made unto us that are his, is given unto us that are his. That, that as, as the scripture says, that God would freely give us with him all things. So, so we're, so to speak, <laughs> receiving of his spoil. You could even say we are his spoil because he spoiled the enemy and he took us. But we're receiving what he has received of God the Father. We're receiving it. And when you... <laughs> his dominion. We're not in the dominion of darkness. We're in the dominion of Christ. We're not in the fullness of the old man who was incomplete, who was in sin. We're in the dominion of Christ who has freed us from sin and brought us into his very own life. We're in the life that is complete. We're not coming to it someday. We're in it, honey. This is what salvation is, is Christ in you, Christ the life, Christ the light, Christ the understanding, the wisdom of God is in us to be made known, to be made known to our hearts that we would not declare ourselves, but we would declare him. Not I, but Christ. That's the that's the declaration that's got to come from her lips. Because just like Isaiah, I was a man undone. And he has, in my imperfected English, he has made me done. <laughs> I was undone. He's completed me. And my completion is him. So, so my completion's not in myself, in, in my own self-effort, but I'm complete in the work that he has done. And see, that's the declaration out of my mouth. It's what he's done, not what I've done. Because when I see myself, 
I'm like Isaiah. I, I'm like Paul. I cry about me, old wretched man that I am, but the, but the glorious salvation I have is, is I'm in Christ, and I'm seeing what he is. He's filling my heart with what he is, with the substance that he is. With, he's made unto us righteousness and redemption and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and glory. Yes, he's filling my soul with, you, you know, in, in reality, he's already filled it. He's in me, but he's, he's bringing an understanding into my heart of what he has accomplished and what he has done in his death, burial, and resurrection, and what he's bestowed upon us as, as the king, as the Lord, as the one that's over all things. All power, he says, is given unto me in heaven and earth. Consider that, folks, who you have to deal with, who you are in. Consider being in Christ Jesus. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So consider that we not give place to the flesh, to the understanding that we're in the old man. We don't even give it place anymore. We don't we don't agree with it, for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. So I'm going to agree with what the Lord has done. My heart is going to be persuaded that the Lord has done this by the Spirit of God, by our relationship with Him, by the knowing of Him in the Spirit. And honey, this isn't for a few super saints this is for the whole body. This is for the whole body. The whole body to come to declare him to be the expression of him. To share with one another what he has done. To share with one another the glory of Christ. Yes. Speaking to each other of the reality of the Lord that's in our hearts, the realness of him that's being made known by the Spirit of God, the realness of him that, that's dwelling in us, the riches of the glory of Christ that we've received, that we, we now have because we're his. And, and he's bestowed upon us all things of him. My Lord, what a salvation we're in today that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, that we would come to a comprehension, we would come to an understanding of him that has come to make his abode and dwell in us and fill us with his train, his clothing, his brilliant light, that our minds would not be darkness, but but would be filled with him, that there would be a renewing, that we have the mind of Christ. My Lord and my God, what a salvation. My Lord and my God. Well, where I wanted to go, and I, and I guess I'm going to stop because I'm not going to get there. I wanted to go with, with 
him pouring out the Spirit. So I am going to mention this, that he, in Acts 2, I'm going to mention a couple of scriptures and stop right here. In Acts chapter 2, we read, and I've quoted part of it, it says, therefore, being by the right hand exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. It actually is poured, to pour out, to bestow. He poured out the Holy Ghost on all flesh. Now, we can debate what that all flesh means, but I'm going to say not just the Jew, but whosoever will. So he poured out this, and Joel speaks of this, and afterward, Joel 2.28, and afterward, I will pour out of my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in heaven and earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For out of Zion and Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has promised, among the remnant called by the Lord. Now, now this happened. It's not a future event. It's not a future event. This is that, Peter said, spoken by the prophet Joel, that he would pour out his spirit, and in Acts 2, he poured it out. Glory to God. And the Spirit has come to show us Jesus Christ, to reveal in our hearts the exaltation of the Lord, to show us his dominion, to shed in our hearts the love of God. You can go on and on what the what what it speaks of the Spirit, and, and, and it was my intention to do this, so we'll have to, Lord willing, pick this up next week. You, you know, I, I was hoping to get to next week to Saul. I saw the Lord, the, the word Raha, and you can go look it up in the Old Testament, and there's many places there. But I hope to go through today, and I, I didn't get there, on the pouring out of his spirit on all people, that he poured out his spirit and what, what it signifies. And we've, we've done a lot of this. We've said a lot of, lot of this. He shall testify me, the spirit. He shall glorify me. He shall bring all things to your remembrance. He shall teach you. He shall guide you into all truth. And, and in Ezekiel, speaking of the Spirit, he shall create in you a clean heart. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're talking about the power of the Spirit to create in us a clean heart. Wow. How does he do that? He shows that of Christ. He shows that we are clean, that we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. That, yes, the blood of the Lamb that, 
that took away the old man and brought us forth the Spirit of God into the new. But that we have been washed, we are regenerated. We are in the very presence of the living God. It's what the Spirit does. He glorifies Him. He exalts Him in our hearts. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, we will stop right here today. And I pray that the Lord Jesus just continually fill our hearts and our minds, our souls, in the knowledge of himself. May Jesus be glorified in you and I. Glory to God. Amen.